0: Sometimes in life, you find yourself on the right side of the line. This looks like what Roger Moore would look like if he had his feet up in imaginary stirrups while he was laying out on a beach towel.
1: Brent, that, that just taint right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm surprised a favor. toilet paper. Uh-huh. That Dixie cup you're drinking from looks like a shot glass. Did your head get that much bigger? It looks like the Unabomber with a hat on. Now a member of the Global Ag Network. I mean, are you really an American if you've never had a Hot Pocket before, especially in college? Oh, no, not at all. Because between <clears throat> Hot Pockets and ramen noodles, I don't know what people live on in college other than beer. And um, you can only go on beer for so long because I know i tried Hot it. Hot Pocket. <laughs> That's like the ultimate uh, comedy bit of all times, Jim Gaffigan's Hot Pocket bit. But uh, Well, guys, this isn't a Hot Pocket uh, request line, but it is a Dry Line Farmer podcast. Just me and Landon tonight, just Landon Nolan and your good host here, Brent Carlson on the Dryland Farmer podcast. Landon, it's been a pretty lazy week over on my side. How about you?
1: Oh, just routine as usual.
0: Routine. Shipping corn and, uh, what are you expecting? A whole lot of wheat acres, I'm sure.
1: Shipping some grains. Uh, hope so. Hope so. Got some pretty decent moisture and the price is low enough for it to be a good wheat harvest.
0: (laughs) Well, that's uh, one thing we got going for us. So, uh, well, that's great and wonderful. Yeah, we, uh, We've had some pretty wild weather here the last few days. We had a perfect, I mean, it was what, 63, 64 degrees yesterday, dead calm. Then about when the sun set, all hell broke loose and the, uh, I don't know, the trees came out and the leaves went south for the winter, but um, and it still, it did that all day today. We actually had anywhere between a snow flurry and a rain flurry, and mostly we had dust storms, but um, there was stuff getting spit around half the time when we uh when this front moved in but uh wild stuff as always i mean what else do you expect we're getting i mean i know this is old and played but god almighty land in february of 2020 is almost over i mean that's just not even right coronavirus has just barely hit the united states so far and we're already at the end of february so one of those things has got to have to catch up. You don't have the coronavirus yet, I take it. Have you gotten tested?
1: I don't know. I have not been tested.
0: Do you think a lime would like... Is that the anecdote? What's the anecdote No, for I it? saw
1: that gif. They said uh, They said Mexico has been dealing with coronavirus for years. <laughs> the, the cure is menudo. <laughs> Dude, Oh,
0: God. Yeah, that'll flush your system out. That's no question. Well, uh, I tell you what. I've been watching Narcos, the latest... Well, not actually, not the latest season. The previous season of Narcos Mexico and apparently i've been watching it so much that i had a narco stream last night that the uh, narco's guys were after me and fortunately i woke up before i hit my last line of coke and completely forgot where i was so uh that's how much of the narcos i've been watching of course when you watch it in bed at night that's the last thing you watch for the day you kind of get that ingrained in your subconscious so uh you know i guess you live and learn but nonetheless i'll keep watching it i just finished the first season and now i'm starting the second season uh, the um, spoiler alert But the DEA guy gets killed And I forget what other movies he's been in But he's oh, been gosh. in a bunch of movies <clears throat> I should be able to speak fluent Spanish by now Because it's pretty much 90% in Spanish And of course it's all subtitled But what, some interesting things I found about it is They'll have the exact same English word come up on the subtitles and there'll be a different word of Spanish come out of their mouth like every single time. Like I always thought money was dinero. I've heard five different words for money over this series of Narcos. Same with like, um, well, no, anything with shun, like vacation, information, anything like that. It's always the same, but they've got all kinds of different words, at least in English. You know, we have the same word. It can mean five different things, but you only have to learn to say that one word so um and i know that like all the bad words like for like the f-bomb and shit i thought mierda was for shit apparently there's like four different words for for that word and uh like i all the swear words have all kind of different maybe it's because of the different states you got you got uh, in, uh jalisco is that a state jalisco you got guadalajara you got um michoacan you got chihuahua we got all i guess they all got their own um cuss words for uh for f-bombs did you know that landon simon simon S- sinaloa there of course that's big in uh, the narcos uh, <laughs> series but uh but uh, hopefully we're going to get some listeners there there and the listeners down in Sina- sinaloa can find us on uh the global ag network and of course you can find us all over the platform uh, all over where platforms uh this stuff that's like itunes google play and uh allegedly spotify put us i thought i put us on spotify but i still don't see it landon have you seen it yet No, I haven't. Okay. Well, maybe it must not be there then. Maybe. I think we're maybe on Stitcher and um, anywhere else. that Hopefully somebody's bootlegging it because if somebody was bootlegging it, that means we're getting popular. But I'm not going to hold my breath. So um, check it out all over there. Okay, guys. We're talking um, rent across this deal. And, of course, now cash rent. You know, big, cash rents not really big down here in in the uh, Texas Panhandle. Really, most mostly a midwestern thing. Well, this new company called Tillable has come out, and um, I didn't really catch wind of it until the last couple of days. And um, really, I was I read some of the story and what it was all about, and people absolutely losing their minds over this um, over this business that started up about I believe two or three years ago. And uh, basically, what it is is they're a company that helps out landowners make sure they're getting a fair price via I don't know if it's market data or land data or whatever it is. They're supposed to be they're supposed to be an intermediary between landowners and farmers trying to find places to rent. So, um, but it's not so much that is what the story is. The story is how ag Twitter completely lost their mind and uh, the ultimate and absolute savagery that took place on ag Twitter. What, was it last night that it really just absolutely exploded? And, I mean, it, it was one of those get your popcorn moments because, guys. Or your cookie dough. <laughs> yeah, or your cookie dough. <laughs> that is actually topical because cookie dough comes into the thread of this uh, Tillable deal. And I have to admit, I have to grant or I have to give props to the whoever was behind the Tillable Twitter uh, account because they hung in there. They didn't hang in there well, but they did hang in there nonetheless. So, uh, guys, we're going to cover that here. If we get to it, because we've got some really just enthralling upfront subjects we got to get to first. You've got two subjects. All I I got four words for you, Landon: Dick Pound Hot Pocket. (laughs) That's all I have to say. And what is the first thing that comes to your mind when I say? Or would it be better if it was a hot hot pocket? Dick Pound. (laughs) (laughs) Man, hot
1: hot pocket could probably work for this. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: think either way you go on that um, aspect, it's gonna it's gonna work out well um just so,
1: call the guy richard Pound.
0: <laughs> so I, i've always wanted to do a bit on that and landon i'm really getting itchy to do another open mic night except i think i'm gonna go to lubbock this time because last time in Amarillo it was really not a comedic scene there were all these beatniks doing their uh, 1958 che guevara speeches and fidel castro flag waving ceremonies so the uh it kind of fell a little flat but uh I, I know that everybody bombs when they first start out trying to do some kind of stand-up bit but uh I've always wondered, you know, the first Richard, he really must have been an asshole. <laughs> because how do you get the nickname Dick out of Richard? I mean, I granted, there's a no couple kidding. letters in there. Where do you get that out of Richard? I mean, the first, was it King Richard? Wasn't that he in like Robin Hood? Wasn't that King Richard? They call, What if they called him King Dick? King Dick? Well, what's wrong <laughs> with Rick? I don't know. Rick, Richie, uh, richard if you're hard <laughs> what's up chard <laughs> richard if you're in france you know I, ne- I never understood how that that nickname came to be it's
1: a shame the first the first richard didn't ever catch on fire they could have called him chard
0: yeah that would have been an ultimate uh buddy name nickname but uh i digress so uh you know all we really have to do is go into twitter and find trends and just really kind of riff off of that stuff but we want to kind of have some originality on this podcast because that's what it's kind of for and I don't know when Dick Pound started. Uh, when did did you when did you first notice that it started? Um, that it started uh, trending, trending today. Today, okay. I know it was at least yesterday that I saw it. Um, the Dick Pound and uh, Hot Pockets. I, I think I just noticed the Hot Pocket trend was uh, up today, but I'm pretty sure it was probably up yesterday. Did you see? Yeah, I know you have a pretty a pretty sharp th- eye for Hot Pockets.
1: See- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't see it till today either.
0: Okay, well we'll we'll go ahead and start out with the hot pocket. Now this goes back into that that story that we've talked about once before with uh, Aunt Becky and um, who else was it? Felicity Huffman from a uh, Desperate one Housewives. One Desperate Housewives. Yeah, and one
1: of the Fuller House people.
0: Yeah, Full House lady. Uh, Aunt Becky. House but, is full now. <laughs> no, it's not. She's up and she went from the Full House to the Big House. Well, this story comes out of CNN and uh, it's on uh, this gal's name is Michelle janevees i think anyway whatever her name is it's she's a hot pockets heiress i didn't know there was a uh, big hot pockets money this is just exactly like the seinfeld episode there's big crepe money yes. oh yeah this house it's all big crepe money <laughs> there's,
1: there's some big deep hot pockets there Brian. yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> here we go <laughs> so hot pockets heiress michelle janevis sentenced to five months imprisonment in college admission scam So the article goes on to say former food executive Michelle Janavis was sentenced to five months in prison, prison for this on Tuesday for paying bribes in the college admissions scam. The U.S. attorney's office said she who was uh, her family invented Hot Pockets, paid the schemes mastermind Rick or Dick Singer, $100,000 to cheat on two of her daughter's ACT exams and agreed to pay $200,000 to have one of the daughters admitted to USC as a fake beach volleyball recruit, according to a Simonson memorandum. Well, hang on. They give scholarships for beach volleyball? Appa- well, it is USC. This isn't like Sol Ross University in Alpine, Texas. <laughs> I mean, or the Jamaican bobs- bobsled team, you know. Okay. No no offense to anybody that went to Sol Ross University, because I know somebody that went to Sol Ross University. But nonetheless, back to the story. So this chick was one of four defendants who are far and away the most culpable parents in the admission scandal, the memorandum states. She and three others are repeat players who engaged in the conspiracy again and again over the years. Okay, so it goes on to say she pled guilty to conspiracy to commit mail and wire fraud and conspiracy to commit money laundering via her deep hot pockets. She was also ordered to pay two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine and serve two years supervised release. Where what kind of house do you think this a uh, hot pocket heiress lives in?
1: <laughs> One of those dugouts. <laughs> <laughs> From back in the day,
0: I would think in some kind of college dorm room, wouldn't you think? I mean, that'd be the only <laughs> kind of fitting, wouldn't it? Or it's def- definitely a rent house. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's more than two unrelated people yeah. living in that house? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that would have to be it. that's an inside deal for all you Texas Tech grads. Better be a microwave in there, too. Mm-hmm. Oh man, how. It's amazing how a Hot Pocket can go from frozen to (laughs) 5,000 degrees in a matter of a minute and 24 seconds. Nice. Did you ever have a magic time for your Hot Pockets? I think it was like 2.23. Was it 2.23?
1: Right in there.
0: You know, Hot Pockets always had a whole lot more, dude. That coach is off the hook happy. Um, Because popcorn, all popcorns have a different time. There is no magic time for popcorn, I've noticed. You can be 10 seconds away from being a genius all the way down to being burn the popcorn, loser. Smoke and stink the house up completely for the rest of the night. Ruin the movie and everything. It's just amazing what the margin of error is on hot. This is another bit I could do. Uh, I mean, it's not funny, but um, you know, this is another uh, instance of uh, how microwaves require just ultimate ultimate supervision but nonetheless so yeah hot pockets have a little more leeway you can at least you can let it cool off but you can't let you can't cool off a piece of popcorn so i mean i guess you can try to cool off a piece of popcorn which won't be very successful but nonetheless so let we skipped over that i mean guess i guess justice was served was served would you say landon
1: i think so i mean Din- or dinner <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think wouldn't it be the ultimate bit of irony if in the commissary all they had was hot pockets <laughs> yeah
1: well that's what i said and my comment was i was like did she not fulfill her her promise to to keep all the dorm rooms stocked up <laughs> that's for sure least with, really. with her tasty
0: treats uh, you think they put her into a halfway house and she has to serve hot pockets morning noon and night i would hope so you would you would hope man that'd be the ultimate halfway That'd be the house best be. prison to go to hot pockets in the commissary
1: I like what you said earlier. You're like, man, we can make a lot of puns off this. Oh, geez. And I go, and the burns. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: That's for sure. How many people have had second and third degree burns inside their mouth because of Hot Pocket? I'm sure I did it at least one time. I mean president bush choked on a piece of what it wasn't what wouldn't choke choke on the chicken or a piece of bread or whatever. <laughs> i didn't want to say it but that's all i could think I hope of it wasn't choking on the chicken <laughs> uh, well i mean it is the white house there's i there's been more than one instance of that kind of thing going on in the oval office so uh will we'll leave it there and get over to this uh this guy and i i thought this has got to be some kind of put on because i mean dick pound for really for really that's not even that's not even a phrase i just made it up for really for the reals this guy's name is dick pound well i figured you know the more i thought about this guy's got to be like over in thailand because that's where um that's where a lot of those crazy because you got bangkok and you got all those (laughs) all that kind of stuff i mean i don't guess bangkok was around was he not available to take dick pound's place you know did they not was donut hole cramity jame hose wrangler and knob gobbler were they all out of <laughs> were, were they all out of sorts they couldn't get to him because dick pound was the only guy they could get to to, to uh, work for the olympics so um if you haven't heard this has been trending on twitter the last couple days the international olympic committee senior member cast out on postponing or moving the tokyo games um it says on tuesday that this guy proved too dangerous to hold uh, that if it proved too dangerous to hold the olympics in tokyo this summer because of the coronavirus Organizers are more likely to cancel it altogether than to postpone it or move it. Dick Pound, a former Canadian swimming champion, bullcrap, who has been on the IOC since 1978, making him its... Long- I would have figured this guy would be like a gymnastics or like a male figure skater
1: would have something to do with swimmers, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would think it would be more uh, gymnastics or ice skating. Got to watch out for those swimmers. Did somebody say Brian Dennehy? (laughs) No, not Brian Dennehy. Brian Boitano. (laughs) Old Dick, Dick, he estimated there is a three-month window, perhaps a two-month one, to decide the fate of the Tokyo Olympics, meaning a decision could be put off until late May. In and around that time, that's what she said, I'd say folks are going to have to ask, is this under sufficient control that can we can be confident about going to Tokyo or not? As the games draw near, he said, a lot of things have to start happening. You've got to start ramping up your security, your food, your Olympic village, the hotels, and most importantly, your junk. The media folks will be in their building in their in there, building their studios. The games can't go forward as scheduled in Tokyo. Um, uh, if that if that decision is made, you're probably looking at cancellation. So you th- I, it doesn't say he just says he's on the committee. It doesn't say he's the head dick or he's the head dick in charge or anything <laughs> like that. It just says Dick Pound is on the committee and he's been on it since 1978. I mean, what kind? And at least he was a champion. He's a Canadian swimming champion. So you've got that going. I mean, he's got that going for him.
1: Oh, Don't get him excited.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this guy has hung around a good long time. I would say. I mean, they hadn't had they they haven't been able to get him off of the committee yeah. <laughs> yet, as of yet, anyway. A lot of his speeches last over four hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've always got doctors on standby if it's a, if Dick Pound is on the committee and talking for more than four hours. There's no filibustering when it comes to Dick Pound. So um, that's really that's kind of all the material I had on old Dick panelists. You've got something else, Landon? No,
1: I think I think I think we covered it. <laughs>
0: okay, we have pounded that thing into the table. So, uh, okay, guys, we've got Tillable coming up, and we've got a uh, special sponsor this week. It's more, it's a PSA, is what it is. It's from our local poison control center, and um, Landon, it's a, it's kind of one of those after-school testimonials, like when they did "This Is Your Brain on Drugs" with the egg in the skillet. So um, this is kind of one of those things that's and, the girl, of a,
1: and the girl on the diving board And the
0: girl on the diving board jumping off into the empty pool Yes, so um, it's it's a real world Real life situation So we're going to have a message from them, And then of course we've got our Radar Ricardo and Diego They're giving us their forecast for the week And maybe their um, re- Recap of last week In their lives And all that and more on the Dryland Farmer Podcast And now a message from your local Poison Control Center Hello, everyone. Jack here from your local poison control center. We are up to date on all the latest fashions when it comes to designer drugs and street drugs that you find, well, on the street. Have you ever had a scene at your home that sounded something, I don't know, like this? Honey? Yes, dear? Have you seen my methamphetamine? It's by your heroin on the couch. Okay, I'll go look. No, honey, that must be grandma's. Well, check in the front seat of your car. Okay, dear. <coughs> Thanks, dear, found it. You're welcome, save me a pop. Haha! Honey, there's two crystals out of my methamphetamine missing. The kids didn't get into it again, did they? I don't know, I better go check. Let me go see if they're on the roof again Hanging from the gutters, (laughs) hee hee. Oh kids, did you get in dad's methamphetamine again? No, Mom, we didn't do anything, we swear, we're just up here hanging from the gutters, we're gonna sleep in it, we're gonna clean it out with our lips, we're gonna eat all the leaves, and then we're gonna suck all the goop out of it. Okay, sounds like everything's great up here. Honey, it wasn't the kids. Okay, well, maybe it was the dog again. That silly canine. Some people don't take things seriously like they should when it comes to poison control and kids taking part in their family, and their family's drug stash. Well, that's when you need to call your local poison control center because you'll be hearing psychedelic music effects like that for the rest of your lives. Your local poison control center, your kids and your dog will thank you for it. 1-800-DRUG-UP. That's 1-800-DRUG-UP. Hey, but Dale, don't get your pennies a while But, oh man, we're going to be out a call here next weekend, too, huh? Hey, 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 this is Radar Ricardo de la Sede, you know, bringing your Adriana podcast in Weather Empty. Well, Brandon, I'm trying to do the weather forecast right now, and like all these Twitter notifications are coming in, and like I just kind of watch it. I just kind of done watching like this Tilapu thread, man, That was like straight up savage, I thought, man. They were ripping it one way, they were ripping it this way and that, and it was like all kind of crazy stuff. But uh, hey, you know, I see both sides, you know, but hey, it's a free country, you know what I mean? Ah, ah and ah, hey, it's pretty uh, kind of up and down weather outside kind of like when I'm on the uh, Diego sister anyway um it's gonna be it was be like yesterday it was like all beautiful and pretty or whatever and like muy guapo it was like 65 degrees like no wind and then like boom. Just like a, she's like a thief in the night, Cabrona About six o'clock last night, the wind blew in, and it's been like cold ever since. It's been like in the lower forties, and that's how hard it's been blowing, you know, like 40, 45 or whatever. And then, like tomorrow, it's gonna be the same, maybe even a, even a beach windier, but so. So, uh, you know, the only thing, it's like the song, the grain prices are down, and the stock market's down, and you would only get bugged when you go downtown, and all that kind of stuff, but, hey, you gotta look, to look forward to it, because, like, after Wednesday or Thursday, it's gonna be, like, all warm and stuff, so you can start, kind of, like, pretend like you're going outside and farming, or whatever, hey, it's gonna be great. Hey, this week, um, we have a PSA, it's from the local Poison Control Center, and I haven't heard the spot yet, but I heard it. I heard it's kind of out there, like they've got a whole family or whatever. Hey, if you ever swallow, like, your brother's, like, marbles or whatever, you like his, uh, his chicharrona grease, hey, call him. one 800 drug up That's one 800 drug I'll be calling him soon. This is Rayner Ricardo. Back to you. Okay, guys, thanks for that great report, or er, report, forecast, and um, thanks to our public service announcement from um our local poison control center well guys it's been a firestorm it's been a it's been a dick pound kind of storm on this whole tillable thing so it's been a
1: hot topic <laughs> <laughs> you've
0: been waiting for the last 15 <laughs> minutes to put that in and you yep well uh we're gonna get to this hot topic here right now it's all tillable even though i'm a no tiller on the dryland farmer podcast In a world where cash rent is king, and everybody's out to screw you, it's tillable. I need to do it. I've got an echo um, capability on my um, computer here, but I'm your do computation it. device. Yes, on my computation device. Well, guys, yeah. So um, tillable. It doesn't. Re- so cash rent. I mean, it doesn't really affect us down here. Landon, you're not. You 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 own your land, or you're uh, you're. My mom Your family owns it. does. Your family <laughs> yep. does. Your mom does, and you farm it for. Her. So, um, but uh, really, the whole cash rent thing—the really big um, cash rent kind of cutthroat things—really up in the Midwest. And I'm sure there's probably some uh, a whole lot of it that goes on maybe down here in the Texas Panhandle. But um, it's it's become a quite the, quite the issue right here with this new company called Tillable. Now, if anybody hasn't heard about this company, they it looks like they were founded oh a couple years ago. Maybe, and, uh, well, I'm just going to go. I went to their website, Tillable.com, and uh, don't they usually have an about us? And you always wonder if there's like a, so, um, I don't even look at this. I hadn't even looked at this far into it, but all of the Midwest, there's one farm in Arkansas, one in Montana, and two in Idaho, and, whoa, one over in central New York. So um, it's not just the Midwest, as I was saying, so I guess I'm wrong. But um, so how it works is this is a company that said that, um, apparently gets information to far uh, to landowners to help them find out what the fair market price is for their cash rent uh on some of their uh, land that they're looking to to lease out or to cash rent out to farmers but i get to their homepage and the first thing it says it says request your hassle-free lease offer is if you still need to take care of your farm lease for 2020 find out how much tillable will pay to rent your land so there they're renting land landon you haven't researched this at all have you
1: i've just been reading the thread
0: oh oh well i tell you what there's a whole lot of solid information in the thread and we'll get to the thread because it was beyond awesome on how good the savagery was of the back and forth between whoever had the tillable twitter account and all of the farmers that came in with the i mean there were some pitchforks and torches coming in on this thing last night and um it was quite the entertainment uh there's a whole lot of entertainment value in the whole thread but um so this is their home page and it says if you still need to take care of your farm at least t- for 2020 find out how much tillable will pay for your land so or pay to rent your land so right there that i mean black and white that's telling me that tillable is renting land and i don't I don't think that tillable has farmers in their company that are renting land unless, unless I'm missing something here. So I'm just going to go up here to the how it works um, tab. And it says, first of all, we're going to go to the four landowners, hassle free lease. And you think we'll get any uh, sponsorship money for this?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I was going to ask you if you're going to start your own company called no tillable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No tillable. Well, that was going to be that was a uh, sponsor that I had in the works, but I just. When I ran across the poison control people, I had to I had to get to them first. Of course, if you want to do anything on this website, what's the first thing you have to do? You have to get an account. You have to log in. You have to get a password and username. And I'm not going to do that. Brent, but, they
1: may not they may not sponsor us, but they could probably help us get fair fair sponsorship value.
0: Oh God, I would hope so. That is so. That would be such a good idea. That would be called pot, uh, potable.
1: podcastable podcastable podcasting yes oh yeah (laughs) there you go what it's called
0: (laughs) (laughs) so i went to the how it works so this is for landowners and it says get paid one or three years in advance with our hassle-free lease at tillable we truly believe your farmland is an an invaluable asset and we're willing to put our money where your lease is to prove it fill out the form yada 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 so i'm not going to fill out a form because i don't want to do any of that So, I'm just going to go click down here to the For Farmers tab. And all it says is is, take your operation to a new level. With Tillable, you can find new farmland in just a few clicks. Start browsing now. uh, Start browsing for farmland now. View land in your area. I'm going to click on that. And what does it say? Well, where do you want to find farmland? I'm just going to X that out because it already has a map. And for any access to any farm details, you have to sign in. So if you, if you, um, come on,
1: Brent, create an account. You could use use one of those cool names you were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, Dick Pound. (laughs) Sign, I'm going to sign up with Dick Pound. Uh, I'm going to do my other, I'm going to do this uh, Hotmail account. Here we go. I'm actually signing in. I'm not using your, I'm my suggested, yeah, I'm going to use suggested password. Okay, I just created a farmer account <laughs> and I'm going to put Landon's phone number in it. Please, please do. Dick, first name, Pound, last name. Uh, I'm going to What's the number to like a local strip club, Landon, you know?
1: one 800 6969 There Yeah, <you go. laughs>
0: yeah. 1-800 uh 555-6969 uh, Oh, that's that one's not required. We'll do um, seven nine zero four five. There we go. Hey, I don't want that. I don't want my real name in it. There we go. And I don't want my phone number in it. Dick right. Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. There we go. Enhance. <laughs> account created. We're happy you're aboard. All right. Make sure you clicked. Oh crap! It's gonna go to my email, and I don't remember what that email is. Uh, okay. You'll need to verify your account. Okay, I'll go over here on my phone and do it cuz I don't I think I've already signed in on my hotmail. So here we go. I'm going to go to Outlook. Then I'm going to go to yada 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 loading, loading, loading. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. Come on. All I see is Prime Video and it's not even there yet. Da, 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 da. So anyway, I'm going to wait till my deal loads up here. You think it went in my spam filter, <laughs> landing? <laughs> yeah, we better go back into that. Thing. We better—I should have done it to my Dry Line Farmer Podcast email. That'd be like the first email we've ever gotten. <laughs> okay, so it's not loading up. It's my last deal. Sa- I got,
1: save that email to go give to go give us a rating.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, to get us give to give Dick Pound a rating and review. Go to the Dryland Farmer yeah. Podcast at gmail dot com. So um, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and X that out because Hotmail sucks. So um, it says one of the tabs is caring for the land at Tillable, and this is all that's on this tab at Tillable. We believe that when farmland thrives, the people who own and care for it thrive too. That's all is that's all you get when you get when you click on that tab. I don't care too much. Those rows are pretty crooked. They are pretty. There ain't no GPS in there. So um, do we want to read the testimonials? I definitely recommend Tillable to any landowner who's looking not to get to a break-even point on their cash rent. I want to make sure that I'm not breaking even any years of my life because that's what farming is all about.
1: I like that other guy's quote that's just like what their slogan is. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> word for word. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what we need to go to. We need to go to um, the free, uh, facts, frequently asked questions. How do you say it? I don't want to... So what are the benefits are of working with Tillable? Good question. <laughs> that's funny because y'all wrote the question um am i happy working here at the dryline farmer podcast i think i am happy here working at the dryline farmer podcast would i like to get a paycheck <laughs> <laughs> yeah would i like to break even on all this bullshit equipment i bought here two years ago uh it says good question by creating the first online marketplace for farmland rental and it goes on to that so what's the next question i just like the uh, initial answer to the questions i want to talk to a real life person who i who can i call Call Wendy. She's here from six to seven in the evenings. It was a girl. No, it doesn't say, <laughs> but it is a five-five-five number. So I'm just going to go ahead and get on over to the um, to the thread that brought me to this thing last night. And uh, one guy I want to bring out in particular, and um, I noticed that he followed me, so I had to, and I wasn't following him. Is Jeff Knoblicker? No, Jeff <laughs> at Jeff Knoblock one. Jeff Knobloch, he used to play for the Twins. That's what I thought. It, it, is he the guy with the weird swing?
1: He was a guy that was a second baseman, and like, I'm pretty sure he's the guy that like couldn't throw from second to first, so he did, had to go to the outfield.
0: Did he have the swing where he had? Because I remember playing MLB like 2000. I think he something. did have a have, have a bit of a weird the, stance. Yeah, and like it was way wide open. Okay, that's not what we're talking about. But um, so I'm gonna go see if I can fit, uh, find old Jeff Knob here. Um, he's he's located here around Dick Pound. Let's see if I can find him around Dick Pound. Oh, Jeff. Let's see. But he had the ultimate one of those um, fake conversations. Let's see, Jeff Knob, Knob. Come on, where is he at? Where is he at? Guys, stay with us. Keep listening to the Dryland Farmer Podcast as I look this up. <laughs> Knob. Let's see what is it. Oh, no wonder I'm not I'm not even typing in at Jeff. K-N-O-B. There he is. Okay. I'm going to click on old Jeff, and we're going to go over to his account. Hopefully, his it's up pretty uh, pretty recent in his thread here. So, Tillable openly hits on your girlfriend. You say, what the farm do you think you're doing? Tillable, I'm not hitting on them, just merely offering them a better package than you are. <laughs> <laughs> So Jeff might have won that entire thread that we went through the uh, or I went through this afternoon. But um, so this whole thread starts out with a uh, from Tillable. It says hi hashtag ag Twitter. We haven't been properly introduced. We're Tillable, and then they give and they give a screenshot of their of who we are kind of thing. I had to had to take a deep breath there so i'm back here um so dick pound says no he's not in this uh, thread actually so yeah so they give their more uh, about us uh, screenshot there and um so it goes into all these guys and they're really just berating this people you've got billy the operator for uh, he's got the co-op a uh avi i don't know if it's avi or what it is you got james holtz i, I can't fit all these um, twitter handles in my uh deal but apparently the shark farmer did a interview with these guys yesterday and i'm gonna need to um uh, gonna have to listen to that podcast episode because it sounds like it probably could have been really helpful before I did this podcast. But one of the great ones is a Brett Oleki. You think that's how you say it? O Olek. He <laughs> says the current guy. <laughs> he says current guy in charge of the Twitter handle, and it has a GIF of the Titanic going down. <laughs> <laughs> and then tillable retorts with, "Are you sure it's a guy?" And then good old Jeff X. T- <laughs> Good old Jeff X pipes in. He goes, well, now I assume it's not a guy. How's your night going? Tillable says, pretty busy. Thanks for asking. It looks like you might be up late. What what time do you get off? Want (laughs) to catch a drink afterwards? Tillable says, that took an uncomfortable turn. Jeff X responds, I just want someone to feed me raw cookie dough in bed while we both play on Twitter. No weirdos. (laughs) And I guess silence from Tillable and Jeff X ends up with, oh, well, I guess you you, you don't miss, uh, it says, oh, well, you miss 100% of the shots you never take. And he finally comes back about a few hours later and says, "Just for the record, the replies have died down, and I'm at the end of the bar, drinking alone. I'm in the black fedora with the feather, and he's got a gif of James uh, Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber in one of those <laughs> uh, fluorescent tuxedos at the end of the bar over there in Aspen. So it's it's pretty ultimate. Now, guys, if y'all were listening, if y'all saw the introduction of this episode thinking y'all were going to get some kind of informative information on the subject, no, all we're doing. is... All we're uh, here for is to mock both sides. So, Landon, have you formed an opinion on this thing yet? Before so we can uh, close this thing out.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really for it.
0: Why? Why is that? You've got to have a reason. I mean, after all, there's always a reason. Oh, it.
1: it, uh, I don't think they're needed. I mean,
0: you know, you know, they're probably not needed. I mean, once again, it's a free country, but um, for years, for I mean, ever since the whole idea of renting people's land in the farming community has always been a uh, word of mouth thing or um you know telephone conversation you know nobody's ever had to go through the internet now doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad idea but you know the cons the cons of this thing is this this program or this company is really all they're doing is um kind of flaming i think in what a lot of these farmers arguments are saying is they're just fanning the flames of uh increased cash rent because i mean again i'm not experiencing cash rent we're uh, we're fortunate enough to have our own stuff down here but uh you know i know cash rent up there is just a cutthroat thing especially with urban sprawl and all that and um you know landowners just go ahead and selling out to um developers and everything up there but um you know it it really just fans the flames of the higher cash rent and um it kind of really puts the i would think it puts the farmers at a disadvantage i know that all of that uh Tillable would disagree with but that's probably one of the main concerns is just an absolute um, another barrier not a barrier but another um, obstacle that these farmers have to get over to uh, get some kind of a cash rent to keep farming because there's all kinds of farmers up there looking for those uh, fairly priced rented acres and I know even just finding a 20 acre plot up there is somewhat difficult or not even somewhat difficult but really difficult. So, yeah, and when
1: you're renting something like that, the last thing you want is somebody sending your landlord letter saying that you should be paying more.
0: Because yeah, you know, now down here, you know, there's the whole there's the whole rumor of yeah, this guy went and rented this land out from under me. Now that happens, I know that happens all the time. But at least the rumor happens all the time. And um, this is kind of, I guess, this may you could almost call this an online version of that. Um, but you know, when you got on their front, when you, when you got on their homepage, and their first thing they say before you click on anything else is. We're here to rent your land. That's what really kind of throws me off just right off the bat of their homepage. Um, you know, so that what I'm saying is that kind of defeats all their other other arguments is, is we're not here to artificially inflate cash rents. We're not here to, uh, you know, try to, you know, get somebody else to undercut or not undercut you, but I guess, yeah, I guess undercut you with a higher cash rent. Of course, again, if somebody cash rents something that doesn't cash flow, I mean, Landon, what's the point? I mean, farming's great, but I'm not in it to uh, just for the job. I would like to make a profit or at least make some money well, of course. doing it. So, um, you know, a lot of this thing, you got to look in the mirror and tell yourselves, like, hey, am I doing this just for a job? I mean, yeah, it's a great way of life for a lot of people, but in the end, you know, you're here to make a profit, and if you're going to complain and moan and bitch and everything about somebody jacking up your cash rent and, you know, if you can't afford it, then maybe we need to take another picture and need to take another look at this thing. So in the end, it's probably, I don't know what the viability of the website or the company is. I mean, anything web related, internet related has got some kind of future just for the simple nature of the beast of everything is going online and everything is going electronic and people are becoming less and less um, person to person, if you will. So um, probably, I mean, I would be surprised if the, if the tillable website hangs around they certainly might, um, unless they change their business model and, um, or are better at disseminating the information. And a whole nother subject about it is how they're getting their data. And uh, there's a whole lot of conspiracy yeah. and the theories and a whole lot. I mean, some of them may be true. Some of them may be um, grounded in fact. But um, the way that they're getting their information about these farms is another concern that a lot of farmers have. So um, I don't know if I want to get any more serious than that. Um, it's really a big deal, obviously, for you guys up in the Midwest and where there's a, a heavy cash rent areas, um, Iowa, Illinois, and all those places. But and I'm sure there's plenty of places in Texas here. So um, that's just kind of my two cents on it. Um, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that Shark Farmer podcast episode on that, see what kind of they had to say because there's always two sides of the story, everyone, and um, we're gonna always mock both of those sides just because you know that's what we do because we're immature and we don't really have anything else better to do in the middle of February. So. That was real nice, Brent. Thank you. By the
1: way, where can somebody find you on Twitter?
0: You can find this episode. I'll tweet it at Trader Brent. And Landon, since he so politely reminded me on where to put this thing out, he's going to retweet it at.
1: No twit, Landon, 44.
0: And, guys, don't forget to follow that one knucklehead up there in Nebraska. That's uh, Casey Seymour at the Moving Iron LLC. He's got a Moving Iron podcast. He's a little baggy, but, you know, because he had, like, some family thing to do. And, I mean, who's got time for that? So he, we couldn't get him on the it's podcast probably, tonight.
1: That's, that's probably all you have in Nebraska. And
0: as of halftime, Texas Tech is behind Oklahoma 22 to 32. They were down, like, 6 to 14. So it's um, pretty pretty depressing right now but guys we're gonna get out of here if y'all have any comments um give us a great rating or review on itunes that would be awesome
1: we know dick pound's going to in
0: care of dick dick pound just dick pound has a tillable uh, account right now so there's that so um nobody else can say that but guys until next time thanks landon for reminding me to uh put our social media presence out there and we'll ask everybody out there in tillable and no tillable land what side of the line are you on the Drawline Farmer Podcast, brought to you by your local poison control center. Do you share drugs with your kids? We'll tell you how to stop doing that. The Drawline Farmer Podcast, All Rights Reserved, two thousand. Let's see, two thousand twenty, and a member of the Global Ag Network. We reserve our right.